My name is Angela Cox and I am the Mindset Mentor and this is the Mindset Mentor Meets podcast. Now my aim is to discover and share the secrets of success. You'll hear engaging and uplifting interviews with business leaders at the top of their game, all primed to deliver bucketfuls of value and inspiration. We'll bring practical tips, success strategies and golden nuggets of motivation to help you unleash your absolute potential. Now, please do like, share and leave a review if you love this podcast. It really does help others to find us. Thanks for listening and let's jump in now and meet this week's fabulous guest. My guest today is Kathy Allison. Now, she is Global People Director for Fitflop and has previously held HR roles at Boohoo.com and Radisson Blue Hotels. She is one of the most level-headed and inclusive people that I know, and I love spending time with her, so I can't wait for our chat today. Kathy, it's Friday afternoon today for us. How on earth are you? I am very well. The sun is shining. It's Friday. That's all we need, really, isn't it? It's marvellous, isn't it? The <laughs> sun is beautiful today. We are on lockdown. Mm-hmm. So um, if our doorbells ring or, you know, <laughs> children come in, teenagers in your in your instance, then do forgive us um, because we're doing our best in this lockdown scenario. And I can imagine that lockdown for you um, is quite challenging being a people director. You're going to be really busy at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's been a really, really busy time. I think probably the, the busiest period that I've had in my entire career. And I think um, we're really used to in HR being able to plan for what happens and having it ready and being organised and having our critical paths and policies yes. and processes. And I think like everybody else, you know, this isn't something anybody can plan for. So it's definitely been yeah full on and, and a really tough time and tough because of the human impact of everything that's mm. happening with our people as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was talking to somebody this morning about the fact that if we'd had to plan for getting everybody working from home, we probably would have had like a six to 12 month project. And and yet it's all that to happen overnight. So I'm really grateful to you for coming on and and talking to me today amidst all of that. So thank you very much for making the time. Good to be here. And we're going to switch into what we're all about in terms of this podcast, which is success and is resilience and celebrating all of the things that are wonderful about you as a leader um, to try and give people some respite, really, from from where we are in the current climate. So we're going to start off by having what I call the shake your pom poms moment, (laughs) uh, which is all about celebrating you and your successes so I'd love it if you could share with us first of all your three proudest moments oh three proudest moments I've always found these really difficult to think back over my career I think a proudest career moment for me was when I first managed to get my job in human resources because it was completely accidental (laughs) so I um I'd seen a job that was advertised for a hotel in Liverpool and I'd graduated I'd be doing a job I wasn't really enjoying and I just saw it kind of described and thought well that sounds really great I'd quite like to do it and I didn't like the fact that I'd never worked in human resources 
and that I'd never worked in a hotel before stopped me. So I did a bit of Googling, went on the ACAS website, found out a bit about employment law. I thought I probably should know a bit about that. Went in for an interview and somehow, I still don't know how, but I managed to get the role. So I kind of went straight in as it was in those days, personnel and training manager, which makes me sound quite old going back to to that title. Uh, and it just went from there. And as I kind of look back, I think, um, you know, it maybe it was, I don't know if it was skill or just good luck, but I was really proud to to kind of get that role yeah. and, and to get started and, and that I survived, that I managed to wing it long enough to figure out what I needed to do <laughs> and start off my career. Oh, that's um, a lovely story. Yeah, so that was a, yeah, a really great moment. Maybe not so great for the people who worked for me initially and they were thinking, who is this person? And she doesn't seem to know what she's doing, but I got there in the end. Well, you do, um, when you're thrown in, you learn, yes. don't you? Through yeah, doing sink or quickly. swim, yeah, yeah. learned on the job. In, in, a, in a large hotel in Liverpool, you have no shortage of um, human resources issues. So, <laughs> so there was a lot of exposure. <laughs> I think other proud moments for me have been around, you know, things to do with my family and my daughter and becoming a mum, which, you know, for yeah. a number of reasons I, I didn't plan was something that was on my, my life agenda when I was younger. And just kind of being really proud to be part of the family that I'm part of is something really special. Yeah, and, and I have had the pleasure of meeting your daughter and yeah. she is an absolute credit to you. So you do a grand job as a mom yeah. as well as a people director. Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, she, she de- we definitely feel incredibly proud of her and very lucky with the, yeah. the daughter that we have. The third proudest career moment, I think, I've been reflecting on this one recently because you know, normally you kind of judge your success of how you're impacting the commercial performance of a business or, mm. you know, if you've really launched a huge project. And just recently, I've just felt really, really proud of the team that I work with and how we have been able to cope with everything that's been chucked at us, like like all other businesses through the COVID-19 situation yes. and, you know, being able to move at speed, get things done and trying to do that while treating people in the, the best possible way, even though that involves tough decisions. So I always have a test for you know, whether you've done a good job and whether you kind of feel proud as if you can sleep at night and you, and you know that that was the best that you could do and you you know it might not have been a great outcome for everybody but you did it in the, the right way I think that's that's just really important oh I mean that's a nugget written right there that is amazing so the, this idea that you can sleep at night because you'd know that you've done your best yeah even though it might have been difficult for somebody else to, to experience yeah the best I've used that, done. yeah use that all the way through my career because sometimes especially when you're a bit more junior you can be asked to do something that that you just know in your heart isn't the right thing to do and I've yeah. always tried to be brave enough to say I don't think that's the right thing and here's a different way to do it yeah and yeah sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't make you very popular but I think it's important to keep a sense of who you are and what your own yeah. kind of moral guidance is really I love that being true to yourself yeah brilliant and and I mean it's it's interesting you work for Fitflop when we first met I remember you telling me about your job and I remember thinking Fitflop isn't that those kind of you know topo sandals that kind of middle-aged people wear and then you showed (laughs) me how the brand has developed and I was wowed and I now wear flip-flop trainers all the time as you know so Mm. it'd be lovely if you could tell us a little bit more about you your career Mm -hmm. and and definitely about flip-flop where you are now. Yeah so I've been at flip-flop for just over five years which I can't quite believe so I've been there (laughs) since I moved from, from Liverpool down to London 
and it's a fantastic place to work. So it's it's highly entrepreneurial. So we have a female founder, Marcia Kilgore, who came up with the idea for the micro wobble board technology, which is the the midsole that we're really well known for. Um, and Fit Flop is all about um, being comfortable but being stylish while you do it. And it's you know perfect for super women because it means that we yes. can kind of get done what we need to do whilst being comfortable and looking good, which is what we all definitely want. And the product offering is really expanded from that original Topo sandal that we were known for into trainers, boots, you know, the whole athleisure side of things, the eye cushions, you know, we've got wedges on there now. Um, so I feel really proud of seeing how our fantastic design team have really expanded that product yeah. range. And it's an exciting place to work. We've got people in the UK, we've got a US team, Vietnam, Hong Kong, Singapore, China, a couple of people in Germany. So we're not huge, we're under 250 people globally, but really spread around the world. Um, And that brings, you know, all of that cultural diversity and and makes it a really exciting place to be. Yeah, definitely. And and your role within that then, and you think Mm -hmm. about you know how your career has flourished what has been the thing that has really driven you to get to where you've got to today I think it's I had a a mentor when I was back at at Boohoo who was from the HR world and and she said to me that it was when I really wanted to be a HR director and I hadn't quite got there I I was in a senior role but hadn't quite made it and she said to me that she's always thought of herself as a a business director first and foremost with a specialism in in human resources and I think that's something that really stuck with me because that's the approach that I've always really enjoyed in any business that I'm in is that you know you're not just human resources in terms of a policy a process a way of doing things making sure payroll happens but the way that you can you know create engagement for people motivate them you know provide learning opportunities give people the freedom to to kind of think and contribute to a business and do that in a way that has a really direct impact on how that business performs and how it's successful I think that's that's really really important to me I had somebody say the opposite to me once which spurred me on just as much when I worked for a hotel group and there was a a very short male director shall we say I won't give his name who once said to me that he thought that human resources should be um, behind a closed door where people had to knock to come in and they only came to see if there was a problem Um, and he he really didn't like my style which was to be involved in most things that are going on so I really like to kind of understand the business, get under the skin of it to really be able to to contribute. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't take yeah. his advice. No, I'm really way. pleased that you didn't. <laughs> I mean, if you are like, uh, you know, in HR, you are a partner, yeah. aren't you, to all of the different business units and making sure that they can be as successful as they can be. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the former mentor was definitely the right one to listen yes, to. Yes, definitely. And both FitFlop and Boohoo.com were the, you know, the two businesses that I feel like I've really flourished and learned a lot. That's how they saw human resources. So you, were, you are expected to be involved in everything that is happening and to understand it, know the levers that drive your business and then to help people be a really integral part of that. Yeah, I love that. And so on that journey then, given that wonderful advice that you had from that mentor, you must have had times when things weren't going your way and then yeah. you know the lessons that you've learned from that would you be willing to share some of those with us when things haven't gone my way I think there's been lots of times I think where you know I can have a tendency if I'm honest about myself to think I have the right answer or to, to have a project that you can think is really important to you when you want to launch something and it, you want to get it done now. Yeah. And I think definitely the younger me would, would be very disappointed and devastated if something didn't go ahead and was put on, on hold. 
and, and as I've kind of got older and more experienced, I've realised there's a time and a place for everything and nothing is wasted and you may work on something, you know, for example, bringing in flexible working at Fitflop, and, which we call smarter working. There was a time we wanted to do that and it wasn't the right moment. And then when we were able to do it, it was even more successful. So I think uh-huh. looking out for those cues, you know, not taking it personally, thinking about the big picture has definitely been um, something that I've I've learned. Um, I think also being in the right place at the right time and, and you know I can remember when I was moving from Liverpool to, to London and applying for jobs and thinking this is the one this you know traveling up and down having interviews yeah. I'm really going to get this role and then being devastated when I didn't yes. um, when I actually got the job at Fitflop I'd reached the point where I just kind of thought well you know I know I'm good at my job I'm just going to go to this interview you know see what happens and I put less kind of pressure on myself and, and got the role um, yeah and and then when you look back you think well that was probably the right thing at the right time and actually you know stopping being so hard on myself and and putting so much pressure on myself probably helped me to perform better yeah Um, there's a real lesson in patience in both of those examples yeah Yeah, which isn't my strong point no I know what you're getting at (laughs) oh if only we could have patience in everything yes absolutely yeah <laughs> and and I'd love to talk to you about stress um, mm. because it's obviously you know something that we hear about more and more in a business environment. Yeah. We put ourselves under the enormous pressure that you've just alluded to in the previous in yeah. the previous tale. But stress is something that is obviously you know quite damaging to us if we allow it to manifest too deeply. Yeah. So I'm keen to understand what you do to handle stress, both personally, but also how you help your teams as well to manage that more effectively. Yeah, I mean, I guess like a lot of people who are in a leadership role, I probably am better at helping others than I am at doing it myself. <laughs> Aren't we all? And, and that's something else that I've learned over the last few weeks. I mean, at FitFop, it, you know, one of the things that... that yeah, you know, and I can't take the credit for it. I have a really great team who do it. We have a huge focus on well-being. So we do meditations. We're doing all of those online now. We're talking nice. to people. We're asking them how they feel all the time, providing some of those social outlets to, to people to get together and still hang out. So whether you're doing that in the office or whether you're doing that using um, you know, Teams and Zoom, et cetera. And we, you know, we have a real focus on helping people manage that mental health awareness week, you know, all yes. of those kind of you know, coffee mornings, time to talk. We have mental health first aiders um but I've certainly become aware that just ignoring it doesn't make that stress go away and, and over the last few weeks I had a couple of days where that stress kind of hit me and it hit me not on the days that were really stressful but about a week later during a day that was you know an ordinary day and I just felt yes. like I'd been hit by a bus so I think you know for me it's remembering that we're all human and that you don't have to keep that brave face on all the time that it's okay to be that little bit more vulnerable and you know acknowledge that you need some time out for yourself and and, and to just do that to rest to yes. take it easy to use the Headspace app to actually join in one of the meditations myself instead of just promoting it for everybody <laughs> else <laughs> um it's, it's take it taking your own medicine as well that's yeah yeah that's such great advice yeah and of course running because I'd love you to share your running (laughs) story because it is so inspirational you know this one of your um one of your tags on social media is Kathy running late which you know is this illusion of late in your life not that you're old in any way (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) share with us 
you know, I mean, you couldn't even run around the block, could you? A few no, I years couldn't. Ago. No, so I'm I'm 45, and I've been running for it'll be three years in June, which if it, uh, my best friend got me into running, and she we've been friends since we were in senior school, so 11, and she's been pretty much trying to get me to run ever since then, and, and you know, just never achieved. <laughs> she's done it. well there. Yeah, she has. So we used to say that if you saw me running, there'd be somebody chasing me, so somebody should call the police or you know try and help. Um, and, and and eventually, so after I did the uh, got a bit fitter and healthier, did Joe Wicks's 90 day plan. Um, she persuaded me to do a park run you know, and I clutched that bottle of water all the way around park run thought I was going to die I had a pair of Nike Air on which were designed for kind of looking good in definitely not designed for, for running in but managed to do it and just got the bug from there and I think you know running for me has been it, it's something that I do on my own and with other people now mm. so it, it's definitely kind of the long run on a, on a Sunday when I normally do it is my downtime my time to chill to think to reflect to be out in nature um, but also it's brought me a whole kind of new group of friends and, um, you know, social um, circle. So yeah, we go to park run. My daughter doesn't run, but she volunteers. Even during lockdown, we're still doing our park run coffee with all of the regulars yes. from, our, from our local park run. Joined a running club, you know, ran a marathon um, last oh, year, no! my first marathon, which... No, I used to just look at that on the TV and think, how can people run that far? And never thought I could do it. And and running is a huge thing for your um, or certainly for my confidence and self belief because mm-hmm. it, it it's you know for anybody the more that you do it the better that you will get and if you find that you love it I think anybody can run a marathon it just takes the time and the dedication and it depends how fast you want to do it but I think you know it, it is something that anybody can do with some practice and I think that's a, a really leveling thing about running. And you don't just run the marathon. I mean, you literally flew the marathon. It was, just tell us what your time was. It was insane. Yeah, it was 3.33. So I, yeah, and I qualified for the Boston Marathon rather unbelievably. So yeah, it was really exciting and I loved it. I loved the whole experience of it. It was just absolutely fantastic. And it it was just coming up to a year ago today. So this time last year, I was picking up my number in the expo. And Facebook memories has a nice way of reminding you of all of those things. Yeah. yeah so so um, yeah, just looking forward to being able to get around that distance again. So, I mean, from from kind of zero to absolutely smashing the marathon, you should have been at Boston very recently. Yes. So that, that's yeah. on hold at the moment, but you'll go and do that. Just really inspirational in terms of being able to start something not be great at it to start with. You know, it was a real challenge to do that first park run, but yeah. you persevered you put in the practice you've got stronger and stronger and stronger and now like you say there's this whole community great way of meeting people and connecting with people outside of work so I always think that that story and that part of you is really inspirational so I'm really pleased that you've shared it thank you thank you and so we've you know we've talked about how you manage stress and Mm -hmm. you know you've talked a little bit about how you manage your physical appearance as well through the running which obviously you know helps to keep you fit but what about your mindset I'm sure Mm -hmm. some of those things come into play with it but how do you keep your mindset healthy because you are one of the most level-headed people I know as I said and you always help to keep me very grounded um, because we (laughs) chat quite a lot so tell me about you and how you keep you at the top of your game from a mindset perspective I've always tried to be positive so I always try and find a solution Um, and that's how I, I approach most things so if there's a problem you know if you can't run 
a marathon, but you want to run a marathon, what's the solution? What's the plan to get there? I'm quite a planful person. So I can see a starting point, see the finish and try and work out the steps in between. It's fairly unusual that I let myself go into a complete kind of emotional breakdown about something. Um, so when I do it, my family know that's time to panic <laughs> when that actually happens. She needs us now. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's it. I- it doesn't really phase me if I don't know the answer to something because I think you can always work it out or there'll be people that can help and there's always a way forward and that's an outlook that I've tended to have in life and I think that probably comes from from my parents who are quite practical as well and and practical element yeah it really helps doesn't it to kind of keep you grounded yeah and and what about um imposter syndrome because that's Mm. something you must hear about this all the time being a HR director because I mean, it's just been thrown at us in the media and everywhere we look, there is something about we should all be suffering from imposter syndrome. What's your thoughts about it? And, and, you know, what do you think we can do to help ourselves have that self-belief? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had my moments of that. And I think because I, how I kind of fell into my career, I did spend quite a while kind of wondering how long it would take people to figure out that I didn't know what I was doing until one day I realised that actually I did. And I think sometimes... just opening your eyes to the fact that everybody has their challenges everybody has their insecurities everybody has things that they're good at and things that they're not so good at and all of that is okay because that's what makes us human so you know it's another thing that's maybe come with a bit more experience for me that I worry about that less I care less about saying I don't know or I don't understand and I'll say that quite a lot in meetings I don't mind being the one when there's lots of acronyms flying around saying I've got no (laughs) clue what it is that you're saying um, can you tell me what that means and sometimes I'll do it knowing that, that, that even if I do know but I know there are other people who don't yes. just to help them out I don't mind playing that role so I think that's really important it's it, when everybody sits there pretending that they know everything I think that's a bit more a bit more dangerous yeah. yeah absolutely so what you're what you're talking about there is that vulnerability piece to be able to yeah. say you know put your hands up and say actually I don't I don't know everything and and it's yes. okay that I don't know everything and so many people are afraid of that because they feel like it's a sign of weakness. Yes. But the other bit that you've said there actually is about looking for the evidence that suggests that you are good at what you do. Yes. Um, because we're really great at looking at the gaps, aren't we? Rather than focusing on, you know, all of the praise that you might have had or all of yes. the kudos that you've had or feedback or whatever that says you're doing great. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really easy to miss that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And looking back at your achievements, because we do always pull out the things that we haven't done or the things that didn't go as well. And sometimes just writing those down. I've done that before. You know, sometimes you can have a whole year at work where you feel like you've kind of maybe stayed in the same place and just been trying to keep your head above water or dealing with challenges that have been thrown at you and and just writing down the things that you have done or the difference you've made to people or you know those positive comments that you've had um or what you've achieved in difficult circumstances could just change your perspective completely yeah I totally agree with you there and and I guess you know if we're talking about that vulnerability element and I'm I'm listening to the birds singing in the background it's lovely (laughs) um when you're talking about the vulnerability element and you're talking about you know we can't be good at everything and there are things Mm -hmm. that we don't know how do you make sure that you're surrounded with the right people what traits do you look for that help you to 
bolster your own strengths I suppose yeah it's in my team I've got people who are like me and people who are nothing like me and I think both of those things are really important it's too easy to to try and to recruit people in to to work with you who are like you um the um, head of human resources at at Fitflop is quite like me but we have some differences so we work really well together we can fly through a project we can get things done but we both know that we'll miss things so from an MBTI perspective we both have T rather than F, so thinking versus feeling, which is quite interesting for human resources. This is Myers-Briggs, Myers which is like a personality yes. type survey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so kind of our leaning is, is to being logical rather than being kind of tuned into the more emotional side. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so what I've done there is made sure that there are people in the team that, that compensate for that and can help us to catch things uh-huh. so that if you're working on a project, you know that you have all bases covered. Uh, and, and just doing that and being aware of what, you, what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and not being afraid to get bring somebody in who's better than you are at that I think that's it's just so important you know I I love it when my team say oh we should do this or we've got this idea or you could do that differently or send them things to say you know have a look at this and tell me what I've missed I think that's when you get the really great pieces of work you don't always have being a leader isn't always being right yeah and I love that that you've just said about not being afraid to bring in people that are better or can do the role better yes um, and my husband always alludes to this thing around nation over tribe. When you're working in a business, mm. it's really easy to go down this kind of, na- um, you know, tribe um, yes. element where all you think about is you, your team, and dare I say your ego. Yeah. And, and actually thinking about the wider business is what you're alluding to there in yes. terms of bringing in the right people to make sure that we get the right outcome for the business. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and we do this even when we're recruiting at a senior level. We bring people in from a range of backgrounds to meet those candidates. And there's one person in particular who will see things. And, you know, and my job is to be recruiting and selecting people. But she's really great from a different discipline. And she will just see something completely different and hear something different from those conversations than I've seen, which is always really insightful. So I think you know, just not being afraid to do that and to value those opinions, but still having confidence in your own beliefs and, and, and what you think yes. is the right thing to do. Is, it, is, is It's a hard balance to strike, but it's really important. And you've obviously done that really well. Now we are now we're coming towards the end. And, and as we come towards the end, we want to turn the focus really on to you giving advice to your younger self now I think this this is lovely because you've got a teenage daughter as well but if you were giving advice to you at your daughter's age mm-hmm. um, what would be the things that you'd be saying to that younger version of you I would say don't be afraid is the, is the number one you believe in yourself whatever you want to put your mind to you can do it um, I would also say it doesn't matter if there are a few twists and turns in the road. You know, my, my pathway to, to where I am today was not a straightforward one. I went to university. I dropped out. It seemed like the end of the world at the time. I worked for a bit. I went back. I, you know, in that moment, that feels like a, you know, you, you, the world is going to change. Your life's never yeah. going to be the same. You're always going to be behind. You know, and when you get into your career, those little blips don't matter. So it's not the little bumps in the road that are important. It's kind of how you live your life and where you end up. Um, and what you do along the way so that you know, there's no right or wrong way and, and back to what you said right at the beginning things will happen at the right time if you yes. have patience and allow it to flow yes, yeah I love definitely. that 
And Kathy, you and I have played this game before in a different um, set of circumstances. We are now going to play our favourite game when we're together in a, a nice social setting, um, the five-second rule game. You're I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I have it in the cupboard, obviously, <laughs> after being inspired. <laughs> we were together at Christmas, weren't we, at a, at yep. a girls' night out, and we played this game. So I know that you're an expert at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> my heart's pounding now. This is terrifying. It does. Like, the pressure is enormous. So we're going to play the five second game rule, as we call it, <laughs> rather than the five second rule game. And um, I'm going to ask you, Kathy, in the five second game rule, can you give me three things that you can do to perk up your mood? Run, eat some cake and spend time with my family. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you can do all of those three things in the same hour. Go for a run with your family. Exactly. And then have cake. Yes, you always run before the cake. That's how it works. <laughs> you got to earn the cake. And then, because you're good, we'll do another one. So, Kathy, in the five-second game rule, can you give me three things that you take to a desert island? Ooh, tweezers. <laughs> Bleach from my hair. And a good book. <laughs> oh, all the priorities. All yes. <laughs> In this lockdown, it's all about the way that we look. I'm completely with you. <laughs> you did very well there. I love that. Thank okay. you. And then the big killer question. Yeah. The question that everybody wants to know of all of the wonderful leaders that we have on the podcast. And that is, in your opinion, what mm. is the absolute secret to success? Oh, it, it's a really good question. There are so many ways to answer it. And been thinking about it. and. Right now, for me, that the secret of success is managing to be happy where you are in the moment, while also still being hungry enough and driven enough to, to do more and be more if that's what you really want. So I think it's you know you don't want to ever wait until I'm going to be happy and successful at this defined date. You know, it, it, if you can be present and, and be content where you are but still have that drive to progress for me yeah. that's it that's how I like to think about it so in, if I was to put that in my words that's around feeling good enough just as you are now yeah but having the desire to progress if that's going to serve you yes yeah absolutely. Oh, I love that I love that I mean that is it's one of the things that is really easy to say but actually really difficult for many yeah. people to obtain because many of us come from that place of not feeling good enough yeah and are constantly striving for more 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 if I just do more I'll be happy as yeah. you said so it's that kind of really taking stock of where you are now and and as you said before writing down the things that you've achieved writing down mm -hmm. all of the things that are wonderful about you today yeah so that you can acknowledge it and and be there with it yeah and then yeah if you want to go on to other great things that's wonderful but what you have right now is is perfectly good yeah oh, that is brilliant way to uh, <laughs> end this podcast on a Friday afternoon I knew that it would be really easy to talk to you because we are um, friends in real life yeah. um, but I think what you've brought today is a different side to what I see because because you know I don't see Kathy the leader I see Kathy, my friend, and you've really brought some some key insights, I think, that people will be able to pick up 
and use and take away and help them to believe in themselves more. So I think, you know, you've, you've, you've just done an amazing job today. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Well, I will wish you a lovely weekend and um, yeah, I will look forward to giving you a hug at some point when we get yes. through this lockdown. Yes. Hopefully we'll get our next Christmas uh, night out. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> All right. You take good care and thank you very much. Thanks, Angela. I do hope that you enjoyed listening to the Mindset Mentor Meets podcast. If you did, be sure to check out the show notes to access all of those important links. For more about me, visit my website at www.angela-cox.co.uk. Now, I'd really love it if you could subscribe to our channel so that you never miss an episode. And do leave us a five-star review because it really helps us to get noticed. Bye for now. I do hope that you'll tune in next week and take good care.